Yael Asowski from the Consumer Choice Center joins us every Friday morning from the Consumer Choice Radio Show, which airs Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock here on the Big Talker FM. Also with the Consumer Choice Center, the global grassroots movement for consumer choice. Yael, well, let's just get some thoughts here this morning. We kind of knew this was on the horizon, uh, a Joe Biden potential presidency. And it looks like, well, as of earlier this morning, uh, that may eventually happen come uh, early next year. Yeah, I think if we're looking at uh, the numbers now and we're looking at, you know, all the counts that are coming in, that's kind of what it seems like. I've tried to avoid pontificating much on uh, social media and all of my channels, Joe, because there's just so much out there. And look, people did the work. People went out and tried to get votes and they talked about the issues and debated them. And I think there's going to be a lot of questions about process, but there's a time to do that. So uh, we're, we're going to see what happens at the end of the day. It is true that North Carolina, you know, was not the ultimate deciding factor, but uh, I still do, you know, have hope in a lot of the people in this state because North Carolina has a lot of uh, a great political future. Uh, there's a lot of great ideas that we have here in this state that can easily be replicated in others. Uh, just hopefully we can see what happens at the end of the day. Regardless, uh, I'm going to take the, the tone of community leader Joe Catanacci here on the radio and say, you know, today is not the last day. It's the first day. It's the first day to continue pushing for the ideas that you care about uh, or maybe finding the people the, to surround yourself with so you can actually pursue them. So uh, I'm, I'm in the positive camp with you, Joe. And, uh, you know, we have to move on. That does not mean we're going to, well, you've moved out of the country, <laughs> not for political purposes, but we're not going to move out of the country. We're going to continue to fight for the issues that we feel important and uh, to continue to try and showcase, you know, the candidates and the public officials who we believe are advocating for the things that we believe in as a country, as it relates to, of course, uh, you know, the way in which we're governed and, uh, you know, the way in which, well, the government actors uh, go about their business day to day. And uh, we just both of us have a very unique uh, circle of people many you know are apolitical some are in this business and do it for a life uh, and a livelihood uh, and are very passionate about these things and uh, again there is a role for politics maybe this is not the best business strategy to talk about uh, other things uh, that go on around uh, you know the nation every day but i think societal societal issues you know are equally as important the the, the culture wars are equally as important frankly i want to give a, a thanks to my friend joel johnson yesterday for joining us and putting some things into perspective on our program from a from a faith-based viewpoint you know after the show and once i get done with a few housekeeping items to wrap up my broadcast week you know i'm going to go home just as many people do after work, and I'm going to go play and take care of my kid and enjoy our day. Uh, the POTUS race is not affecting how I work to be a good dad every day. Exactly, and, th and that's never where we draw our spirit and our energy from. It's never politics. You know, We put everything that we know and all of our civil energy into politics because we believe in our ideas. And again, we've said it a thousand times on this program, Joe, but the reason that we... Uh, you know, fight and work and, and try to get involved in politics and make sure that the right ideas are followed or try to influence the right people is so that we can go home at the end of the day. We have a nice private life. Our liberties are guaranteed and we don't have to worry about any of the other riffraff. And I think that's what people want at the end of the day. If the result is something like divided government between the various chambers, all the better. It means no big laws, no huge reforms, uh, no big crisis. Uh, we can all just kind of go back to normal 
Uh, I know that uh, for a lot of people, they're going to be upset at the result, but people are going to be upset at the result no matter what. And uh, what really matters, though, is you just kind of look at everything around you and you figure out, you know, how much is all of this worth to me and how much do I want to continue fighting for this? Maybe it's not always by the ballot box. Maybe it's just in your own life and what you do. And uh, I think, Joe, that's something that a lot of your listeners probably live every single day. And I think a lot of people would just like a little more consistency, meaning you know, consistency from the people that uh, bring us the news and information day to day. And I get it, you know, and it seems, you know, as we heard during the Supreme Court hearing with, uh, you know, Amy Coney Barrett, you know, politicians saying one thing a few years ago, and there are some nuances that uh, changed the game, you know, this time around as compared to what we saw, you know, five years ago or whatever during that presidential election with the uh, Justice Scalia's vacancy. But it's amazing, you know, most politicians, you know, put their finger in the wind and, uh, you know, in one year they say this, and by the very next year, depending on, you know, w which way the political winds are blowing, uh, they say something completely different. And uh, I think, you know, we're going to obviously see a bunch of lawsuits and things getting challenged across many states. Uh, a reminder to folks down in Florida, Al Gore and his campaign and attorneys, you know, litigated for 37 days in a single state. Uh, and we know President Trump, <laughs> no problem, uh, you know, challenging things in the courtroom. That's kind of been his, you know, M.O., particularly when he was in the private industry. Uh, Yael, you think and have written, included in a published article today in the Miami Herald, that, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, legal, the legal business in the world of lawsuits and the world run by lawyers is not necessarily the, the, the way that benefits the nation as a whole. Explain that viewpoint for us. Yeah, and I know there are a lot of uh, lawyers who might be tuned in, and all of you are no doubt doing great work. Uh, but I think if, if we look at it, the whole of our country, if we look at our economy, if we look at just everyday life, I mean, we all know it. All the lawsuits that go on every single day, every time that you know people pretend to fall when they're at whatever restaurant to try to get some huge settlement, we know it's a big deal. We see it all the time. And now with the election numbers coming down to the wire, there's already this entire you know battalion of lawyers heading to all these battleground states. And, you know, I'm a bit worried. Uh, I think, you know, whenever we're talking about the legal system, there are a lot of things that people love about our justice system, and I would agree. But when it comes to the civil litigation, when it comes to a lot of larger lawsuits, you know, these are not going to make, uh, you know, all the big headlines every single day, but they actually do impact a lot of us. So what I wrote about is the impact of a lot of these public nuisance lawsuits, and these are things that are used and weaponized uh, to try to get money out of the energy companies, out of pharmaceutical companies. They've used it for the opioid crisis, and they're actually trying to do it now with climate change and energy. And that's going to be a huge issue in the next two years, specifically if there is divided government in Washington, is that there's going to be a lot of weaponization of our law to go after energy companies because of fossil fuels and because of many of the demands of the Green New Deal and these type of Democrats and progressive organizations. So this is a principle that I think has been abused a lot. And we really do need to be a bit more aware of what's happening with our courts and with our laws uh, you know, it's it's uh, by no accident that uh, a grand majority of our legislators are lawyers, and uh, they understand the law. They can 
understand every single page, they usually uh, are basically hired by us normal people to figure out how to deal with the normal uh, legal issues. And it's all become a bit too complex. So I think really at the end of the day, we just need to make sure that our legal system speaks to us. It's not you know, adjudicating against us as individuals, as consumers, as citizens. Because look, the more and more that we have these very frivolous lawsuits, it just raises prices and costs for all of us. And, you know, we, we didn't uh, we didn't see a huge reform this year, but there's a lot that still will be discussed with a lot of the COVID, um, let's say, bailout or the bailout relief that will be passed maybe by the end of the year. There's going to be a lot of talk of this. So you're going to hear about the liability waiver. You're going to hear a lot about these lawsuits. Uh, we just really need to get a handle on it because uh, the bill might be coming due very soon, and that won't be good for us. As you mentioned, in the past year alone, uh, personal injury or tort lawsuits have risen more than 7%, uh, a whopping 73,000 lawsuits filed this year, according to the Department of Justice. And that's not to say some of the legal challenges that we'll see play out uh, you know, within the election you know, are not valid. I mean, uh, do you agree that uh, you know, there is a process, and this is a very American process, as things go to the courts, as we've seen in prior presidential elections, that doesn't mean everything's going to stand that is being uh, slung out there. Uh, but, the, you know, this is a process. And uh, this campaign, now the Trump campaign, is going to have every right to, and, you know, every tool in their toolbox to take this to the courts. Uh, that's not necessarily something we haven't seen before. Yeah, and I think with um, if we look at North Carolina and Pennsylvania, you know, the reason that we're still waiting on these returns is because of these various court cases beforehand that ruled how long they would be able to accept some of these absentee ballots. So a lot of these, you know, lawsuits and, and trial, a lot of this stuff is very important for figuring out exactly, you know, what the processes should be. Uh, but we just got to remain vigilant. You know, a lot of this stuff, once it's in the lawyer's hands and it goes to court, uh, sometimes it's very difficult if it's a very arcane, um, you know, part of the law. So it, it is going to be really interesting to see how the legal teams are doing. I know that they all hired, you know, the top-notch people from uh, every single team that they could, and there's a lot of money that's being spent. So if uh, if any of you donated to any, you know, national uh, candidates, Democrat or Republican, probably a good amount of money is going to go into some lawyers' coffers. Uh, so maybe I'm a bit sad at the end of the day that I did not go to law school. But considering I don't have that debt, Joe, I'm also very happy, too. That's a whole other issue, though. Yael Osowski with the Consumer Choice Center, host of the Consumer Choice radio show. It airs uh, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Also, the global grassroots movement for consumer choice. Uh, they have members of their organization all around the world fighting for freedom, liberty, and consumer choice. Uh, Yael, when you take a look at what the week has been for yourself, obviously in Vienna, Austria, uh, a very unusual set of circumstances played out uh, right down the street from your apartment uh, involving a terrorist attack. Uh, what was that like? The only time, well, and for myself, not that personally close, you know, within proximity, but uh, you know, obviously 9-11 rings a, a bell when we talk about terror and, uh, you know, my close proximity just uh, growing up outside of New York City and uh, New Jersey. Uh, what was that like that night having kind of to be hunkered down in your house and uh, understanding that, uh, you know, you're trying to wait kind of on pins and needles as to what news was going on right down the street from your home? Yeah, it's pretty crazy, Joe. I know a lot of people are pretty sleep deprived because they've been watching election returns. But for me, I was 
scanning the news to figure out if, uh, you know, this terrorist shooter that was loose on the streets of Vienna had been caught or not. And uh, this was Monday evening here in Austria in, in Vienna. It was right in the center, so less than a mile from where I live in my apartment. And it was a crazed gunman, apparently had pledged allegiance to ISIS, had already been arrested uh, for trying to go to Syria to fight for ISIS there, uh, was eventually deported back to Austria and went through the rigmarole of the reintegration, and he was let loose. And then uh, a couple months later, uh, purchased ammunition and, and went wild in the streets. And unfortunately, four people lost their lives here. Uh, the police officers were shot and injured, uh, but they did recover. Uh, but, you know, it just was insane to see that, you know, this peaceful place, it's a neutral country. Uh, as probably many of your listeners are still very unaware of Vienna, there's not much that happens here otherwise. You know, this is not a big turbulent capital. You know, it's not London or anything else. But we have this happen in the streets. And, you know, hopefully we'll get some kind of accountability and justice as to how this happened. But, you know, I, I'm thinking on the one hand about voting in the American elections and following the results. And at the same time, you know, where I live uh, with my wife and child, seeing, you know, on the news, photos and videos on social media of a gunman in the streets. You know, it was pretty terrifying. Uh, luckily, they were able to take him out uh, fairly quickly within eight minutes, which is very good. You know, that's almost SWAT-style precision from the Austrian commandos. But I tell you, Joe, it was uh, something that we have not experienced here before, and it definitely uh, kind of took me aback for a little while. It was crazy to see that happen so quickly. Yeah, well, we're happy that uh, you, of course, and your family are, are safe. Uh, uh, with that said, you know, we're getting few details, uh, you know, of course, because uh, everything is uh, centered around the election and, and rarely do our news organizations uh, cover news around the world. Uh, well, maybe we'll get back to doing that uh, now that it appears, you know, the Trump presidency may be coming to an end. Maybe we'll get back to when you've got 24 uh, seven you know, news coverage that we can get a story, say, from Vienna with somebody on the ground to provide details so we can get a little perspective on what goes on around the world. Other than a you know fifteen second soundbite, uh, oh, this guy apparently well he's in jail, let loose. No one's uh, keeping an eye on him, and uh, you know give us some of the details behind this uh, you know this loon that uh, carried out the attack the other day. So this is a guy who was born uh, just south of Vienna. So he's uh, locally born. His parents had come from uh, what is now known as North Macedonia, Macedonia, and basically had essentially been in the system uh, fairly young, going back and forth, and he just became, you know, really obsessed with this jihadi ideology. And he had, uh, as I mentioned before, been arrested, deported. Uh, he was essentially in this entire program in Austria for people who were trying to go off and fight ISIS. And he was actually uh, busted trying to buy ammunition in uh, neighboring Slovakia, the uh, police there, they told the, the Austrians, hey, this guy is uh, kind of crazy on the whole ISIS thing, and he's trying to buy weapons in uh, Slovakia, just so you know. Uh, so they had him on a list, and yet they apparently did not have the eyes on him. You know, and this uh, definitely was an intelligence failure, and it's the first that we've seen here, but this is a story that we've heard a lot about in the United States. There's a lot of stories about this around 9-11. There have been a number of of shootings where people have been on various watch lists. You know, I, I would hope that we would not allow must, much of our politics to influence how these things are carried out, and we actually allow police officers to do their jobs and intelligence agencies to do their jobs. 
uh, because there is actual human consequence at the end of the day. And, you know, we'll see what happens at the very end, but definitely not being covered in a certain way. And you only hear a little bit about it until some scandal breaks out. But, you know, this is nothing that anyone would wish in any of their countries. And that's why it's important to not have a politicized intelligence agency. It's important not to have a huge politicized debate around law enforcement. I mean, these are the people who keep you safe. It's the police officers that shot him dead within nine minutes. It's intelligence agencies that stop this every day. So I think it gives me a little bit of perspective, too, because it's uh, just not something I'm used to dealing with or even understanding. So, uh, yeah, that's how it went. Yael Lasowski with us uh, on the other side of the pond from Vienna, Austria, this morning, also host of the Consumer Choice Radio Show. Yael, again, uh, well wishes, and uh, we thank uh, thankful that uh, you guys are safe over there and uh, well, there's plenty of stuff going on here in the States, and uh, you know, we'll have to refocus our conversation just a bit you know, the next time we get together away from you know, the national political uh, world regarding the election. But there's still a lot to hash out, and uh, there will always be something to follow, discuss, and present uh, opinions on and arguments as to you know, where we're moving. So you know, life is going to go on. And, uh, you know, we're going to do our best to fight for the issues and the people that best represent us uh, in our government. Uh, I think, you know, we can have that in our pocket when, uh, you know, we move into this next week with, uh, you know, some of the breaking news that we're hearing this morning. As always, thank you, my friend. Thank you, sir. That's why I love being on the Big Talker. Thank you, Joe. That's Yael Lasowski with the Consumer Choice Center. Again, you can tune in to... Yael and his co-host Dave Clement uh, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. here on the Big Talker FM. You can learn more about what they do at consumerchoicecenter.org. 